week three of our Better Together series, talking about friendship and relationship. Now, this is going to surprise some of you guys, but in high school, back in the glory days, I was voted the most outgoing my senior year. Now, this is shocking, I know, but I, I don't really have a problem talking to people, uh, strangers, people I know, especially strangers, because if you think about it, like if I say something that offends you and you're a stranger, we don't ever have to see each other again and we're good. So I can just be myself and we can see how the chips fall, but think about it that way and it's not so intimidating if that's something you're intimidated by. But I was voted most outgoing in high school and it was one of the things um, I was kind of proud of in high school was that I didn't fit in a clique, right? High school's really clicky. You've got groups. Here's a group and here's a group and here's its athletes and band kids and choir kids and different things, and, and, and I didn't really fit in any of those cliques. I had friends in all of them, and so I thought I had friends in all of them, and the thing was, we, I was really good at the surface level stuff with people, right? Like, I, I was good at, hey, how's it going? How you doing? Cracking a joke. We'd laugh. Everything's great. We're all friends, and things are fun, and that was about as deep as it got. And so then in life when I went through some things where I needed a friend, I didn't really have anybody to turn to because I hadn't really cultivated that type of relationship. So being outgoing is, is a good thing. I think it's a good quality. It's something that I'm proud that I'm comfortable being and doing. But it can lead to that problem in life where you have a bunch of superficial relationships and you, or, or really you have a bunch of acquaintances and, and not a lot of friends. And that's something in life that we need if we're going to uh, get through this thing the best way that we can. We need friendship. We need friends in life. The thing is, we are better together when we build meaningful connections with others. Proverbs 18.24, which is what we're going to base today off of, says that a man of many companion, companions, not companions, companions may come to ruin, but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. Now, this verse is really a tale of two halves. The first half is more practical. It talks about our relationship with others here on earth, and the second half is more theological. Um, there's some balancing between both of that, and we'll talk about that, but, but we're going to look at both halves today. So in the first half, the thing that we, we see is that we can spread ourselves too thin. Here's a lesson for you, and this is something that you probably, I would assume, maybe have not heard in a church before. You don't have to be friends with everyone. You don't have to be friends with everyone. Now, that doesn't mean that you shouldn't be friendly with everyone, and that doesn't mean that you should have respect for your fellow man and that you shouldn't treat others the way that you want to be treated. But friendship is a difficult thing, and you don't have to be friends with everyone. Theologi theologian, man, I'm not having a good talking day today. Theologian Joseph Parker states that this passage should literally read, a man of many friends will suffer loss. He goes on to explain that friendship cannot be easily maintained. It is expensive by its many attentions, hospitalities, outlays. Friendliness will come to tax itself at a very high degree. Simply put, friendship, true friendship, what friendship is supposed to be is hard. It's difficult. It takes a lot out of you to be a good friend. And so if we think really honestly that we can do that with everybody we come in contact with, we're going to find ourselves not friends with any of them because we spread ourselves too thin. And we talked about how friendship is reciprocal, right? So a lot of what we put into it is a lot of what we get out of it. And so if we're only going surface level deep, like I talked about, then that's all we get in return.
But if, if we're willing to dive in deep with somebody and be that support system that they need and be there for them through hard times, you'll find that that is reciprocated back to you. Friendship takes time, it takes effort, it takes selflessness. It is not an easy thing to accomplish. And what happens, like I said, when we try to be friends with everybody is we end up being friends with nobody. We start to feel like the Michael Phelps of friendship, though, right? Because here we are, we're swimming in the, the shallow end with everybody, and we seem to be on good terms with everybody, and, and everything's great, and we're splashing around, and we're playing, and we're having fun, and we're making jokes, and we're all getting along, and it's great. And then we want to go into the deep end, and everybody already has their swim buddy. You know what I mean? And it's like, man, I, I don't have anybody to go to the deep end with because everybody's already paired up and everybody's always, already made these meaningful connections and they've already cultivated these relationships and I just haven't put that time in and so I need somebody now and I, I just don't have anybody to go to. And so this verse is very practical in the fact that it's telling you, hey, you don't have to be friends with everybody because it just takes too much out of you in life. And I'm here to tell you today that that's Okay. That's okay. See, kids struggle with that a lot. Like Cordelia really struggles with that in kindergarten. Like she has to be friends with everybody. And it really pains her not to be friends with everybody. And there are some kids that aren't very nice and don't do very good things and, and pick on her and, and, and make her feel less than what she is. And, and she comes home a lot of times really upset because I will tell you one thing that she has is a very tender heart that she like cares deeply for others and she wants to be friends with everybody and she has that outgoing gene where we'll be at a restaurant and she'll see a kid and she'll say, hi, I'm Cordelia. And they'll just like turn away and, and she'll just be crushed. And I tell her, baby, it's okay. You know, they don't really know you and sometimes people don't always respond well and we've had to teach her too that you don't have to be friends with everyone. Like you don't have to let somebody take advantage of you and you don't have to let somebody... Um, bring you down to a level that you shouldn't be because friendship is about building others up and it's about making life better. And so if you have those relationships where you just feel drained and, and everything's being taken out of you and nothing's being given in return, I'm here to release you from that and tell you you don't have to be friends with everyone. You can still love them. You can still be nice to them. You can still do good things when they need you, but you don't have to bend over backwards and put in all the effort and not see any of that return. And that's a lesson that I think some of us need in life because if we want to go deep with somebody then we have to make our intentions clear if we look at Romans 12 9 through 10 it says let love be genuine abhor what is evil hold fast to what is good and love one another with brotherly affection outdo one another in showing honor which leads me to my next point and what this verse really wants us to understand as well is that friendship must be genuine. And this is what I mean by that. We have to be willing to go into the deep end. We can't always stay in the shallow. Like, we have to be open, okay? So if we look at that, and, it, and Parker goes on to state, the theologian, he says, friendship ought to always be more than sentimentality, right? Well, I intended to do the right thing, and, and I wanted to be there for them, and I, and I'm, I even meant to be, I just wasn't. That's great. It's great to have good intentions, and it's great to want to be that person, but it's also not worth very much. If we're just honest about it, it's not worth very much. As the old saying goes, a friend by your side is worth two that wanted to be. I just made that up. I don't know if it's an old saying. <laughs> I took that kind of from like the bird in the hand is better than two in the bush. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it fits, but I'm, 
I don't know that anyone's ever said that before is all I'm saying. So I shouldn't say old saying. I'm just trying to, you know, liven things up a little. James 5.16 tells us that we are therefore to confess our sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. Remember this verse from week one? Shared it in week one. We talked about iron sharpens iron and we have to have those conversations and, and build each other up through them. In order for us to have this experience, we have to be willing enough to be open about the struggles in our life. So if we're always on that Facebook level, right, where we're just showing the greatest of ourselves and, and the best things that have happened and here are my highlights and I'm happy here and, and, and we don't ever be honest with others about the struggles that we have and, and the things that we want to get better at and, and the things we need help with and prayer for, well, then simply put, we're not going to have that. And that's a very lonely place to have to go through those types of things alone. And in order for friendship to work out, we have to have that vulnerability. We have to be vulnerable with others. But we also, back to being reciprocal here, we also have to be accepting of their openness. Sometimes you'll hear something from someone that they're struggling with that you had no idea they were struggling with that, and it will shock you. Right? And be like, oh, I didn't know that. And we can have like one or two experiences reactions to that. We can like get real judgy. I didn't know he was like that or I didn't know she didn't. Shame on them. Or we can say, you know what? I have struggles too and I get that. Like I under, even if I don't understand that specific struggle, like I understand struggle because I have different ones and this is what I struggle with. And maybe we can help each other with that. We can pray for each other and we can talk about it and we can check in on each other and, and that's what friendship is built for. That's why we need friends. That's why God intended for us to go through this thing together. But we have to respond well when people are open. We can't come with the attitude of judgment and we can't come with arrogance thinking, well, I'm better than them because I don't do that. Well, congratulations, but you do this, 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 and this. And we all have issues. None of us are clean pieces of wood. We got knots and scrapes and bumps and chips and we're not perfect and if we love each other through those things then we'll find that when we get chips and bumps and scrapes that people will be there to love us through those situations as well you set the precedence for how you're treated right like how you treat others is how they're going to treat you it's they'll hold you to the standard you hold them to and so if you want people to be loving and not judgmental and try to help you through things, and you need to be the same way. And if you're not, then there's a problem. And you can't get upset when people are like, well, how dare you? Remember last week, Fred, when I told you I was struggling with this, and you said, me, me, me? <laughs> well, back at you. But it, we have to cultivate the relationship that we want and the experience that we want. And if we want those deeper connections, then we have to be willing to pour ourselves into them and we have to be accepting of others when they pour themselves back into us and, and go through what they're struggling with. And then we have a second half of the verse, and this is where the theological aspect comes in. It says that there is a friend who is closer than a brother. See, we all already have a friend who's closer than a brother that we are in relationship with. And, and the third point is this. What 
of friend we have in Jesus. What a friend we have in Jesus. Jesus is a friend. But the problem is we don't often look at him like that. Here's exhibit A, right? John 15, 13 says that greater love has no one than this to lay down one's life for one's friends. Like it exemplifies the absolute great, greatest greatness, like the pinnacle of what friendship could be, and that's what Jesus did for us. So already putting himself in the friend category. That also puts him in the savior category, and sometimes that's the only way we see Jesus is as savior. But does Jesus even want to be our friends? I'm glad you asked. Thanks for that question. It's a great one. Luke 7.34 says that the Son of Man came eating and drinking, and you say, here's a glutton and a drunkard and a friend of tax collectors and sinners. Here's the thing. Jesus hung out with the worst of the worst. Like he had meals, he had fellowship, he had time together with tax collectors and adulterers and prostitutes. He put himself in those situations. And not to preach at them, but to be with them. And Jesus wants to be with you in a real relationship. See, this is what happens. When we look at Jesus as Savior, then in our mind, he becomes a creditor. Right? We owe Jesus. Like Jesus saved us from our sins, from our wrong path, and, and now we owe Jesus because he did that. And our relationship with Jesus and the things we, that we do for Jesus and and the direction that we take from him, we take because we feel like we owe a debt to him. Now, if that's not your relationship, congratulations. But for a lot of people, it is. And maybe that's how you see your relationship a lot of times, is I feel like I owe Jesus a debt. And so then we come up short of fulfilling that debt, and we sin, and we struggle with things, and we feel like we missed a payment, right? I don't know... I. I hope that it hadn't been anybody's situation, but everybody's kind of missed a payment here or there. Just something slipped out of your mind, and, and that's like a bad feeling. Like you open up your utility bill, and it's double what it should be, and you're like, what happened? Like, oh, I didn't pay it last month, and now I have to sell my kidney. It's a bad deal, right? And that's a terrible feeling because you go through all this stuff, you're like, what is, what is the utility company thinking? They probably think I'm a bum, and I don't work, and I don't pay, but, but I did. I just forgot, and... It's awful, and, and, but we, we get that way in our relationship with Jesus, and we're worried about, well, what's Jesus going to think, and what if, what, if, what if I can't pay it all back, and, and, and Jesus is going to judge me for this, and, and things are going to be bad. But that's not the relationship that Jesus wants. See, Jesus wants that friendship. And when we look at Jesus as his friend, it completely changes our relationship with Jesus. Because when we start to realize and understand that Jesus does, doesn't have a ledger, like he's not keeping a track record of right and wrongs, he just wants to be in relationship with you. Like you're a tax collector, you're an adulterer, you're a drunk, he's still coming to your house for dinner. That what Jesus really wants to be is a brother for you. And he wants to help lead and guide and direct your steps. Then, if we see Jesus that way, when we come up short and we feel correction from the Spirit, we feel that conviction leading us in a different path, it doesn't feel like shame and guilt and somebody coming down on us. But it feels like the loving correction of a brother who just says, hey, I just want you to get back on the right path. 
if we're lucky, we all have a friend like that here on earth that kind of sees when we're getting a little too far to the left or a little too far to the right and is like, hey, let's just, let's just center back up here. And that really truly is all that Jesus wants to be for you. He wants to be that correction. He wants to be that brother. Jesus doesn't come from a place of judgment. He comes from a place of forgiveness. And the relationship that he wants with us, the relationship that he has with us, is the relationship that we should emulate with others. Because when we wrong Jesus, all it really takes is an apology. It's honest. That's what forgiveness is. It's how we receive it. It's Jesus, I did this, and I'm sorry I did that, and forgive me. God... I'm going to do better. I'm going to do my best. I'm, I'm going to try to correct this thing. And Jesus is like, awesome, glad to hear it. Let's, let's walk through this together. And so when we see Jesus as a friend, that's what it is. It's walking through issues together. And then when we have problems, we have issues, we have sin, we don't feel bad about going to Jesus or apprehensive about it. We can just say, Jesus, I'm struggling with this. Help me. Lord, take this from me. But when we see him as a creditor and we feel like we owe him a debt and it's a debt that sometimes we can't pay and we're getting these phone calls throughout our day that's like, you owe us $473.22. Can you pay all of that today? And you're like, I'm at work. Right? We can start to see Jesus that way and then it starts to feel like nagging and it's pressure and it's angst and it's Jesus just doesn't like me and he's bothering me throughout my day and it's like ah, I got to step away from that and then this wedge creep comes in and our distance from Jesus gets greater and greater and greater but that's not at all how Jesus is Jesus comes he puts his arm around us and says hey look I kind of noticed you're struggling with this and I get it but let's let's work back towards equilibrium let's get back on the right path let's get back to the middle of things that's what Jesus really wants from us. That's what Jesus really wants for you. And so it completely changes our relationship with him. It's not a debt. It's a desire. Right? We start to desire those things. I, I desire to be with Jesus. I desire to follow Jesus. I desire to be in right relationship because he is my friend who also happens to be my savior. That's it. That's what it's about. Have a friendship with Jesus. That's the challenge. Have a friendship with Jesus. That's our ultimate goal. Let's pray, shall we? God, we come to you right now. We just lay it out on the table. We're imperfect. And we have struggles. And at times we need help with that. And God, you have put other people here on this earth to help us through the struggles that we have on a daily basis. Help us to desire to cultivate friendship. To build real relationships that are fruitful and that are stabilizing and that give us a firm foundation. Lord, help us to be free from the misconception that we have to be friends with everybody. 
And I know when I say that, it sounds a little harsh, and it's not excusing us from treating people the right way, and it's not excusing us from loving others, and it's not excusing us from having a servant's heart, but God is just saying that we can spread ourselves too thin, and there's only so much that we can do. And God, you know that we need friendship. And friendship takes time, and friendship takes effort, and friendship is taxing. And honestly, there's just not a way we can do that with everyone and still accomplish all the other things in life that you would have us accomplish and that we have to accomplish. So if anyone feels trapped by that today, that they just have to be liked by everyone and they just have to be friends with everyone, release them from that. Help them to keep their servant's heart. Help them to keep their love for others, but give them the wisdom and the knowledge of when to dive deep and when to stay shallow. We thank you for your word. We thank you for who you are. We thank you for the sacrifice your son gave. But God, he is not just savior. He is friend. Help us to build that relationship with Jesus. We ask all these things in your name. Amen. I will be over there as usual. If you need to pray, if you need to talk, I'm open. I'm there. If you need to rededicate your life because you say, hey, I know Jesus, but I just, I just haven't been living right for a long time, and I just need to recorrect. Come talk to me. If you say, hey, I've come to the realization that I really don't know Jesus, that I, I need him in my life and I want to have that relationship and you need to talk about not only that friendship but about salvation, come talk to me about that as well. If you're not a member of this church and you have a desire to be a member of this church, we want you here. Come talk to me about that process, the things that need to happen to make that take place. Otherwise, stand with me. Let's worship God. And let's just be in reflection and prayer about what he would have from us and the friendships that we've cultivated already in our lives and maybe the ones that he wants us to cultivate going forward.